the atmosphere tonight. Incredible. You know, 53,800 you know, Adelaide supporters. I couldn't hear you know, the guys on the pinch. It's the rally. This is the last game of the year. This is where you're playing for, uh, for the Premiership. Guys will go to sleep tonight, put their head on the pillow and know that next week they're going to play in front of 100,000 people at MCG. That's a given. Blitzarves, Taylor, Douglas did really well, Bits dangerous here, all very dangerous, Cameron first goal, first goal of the prelim. And that big body around the clearances will be handy, Bits, oh yeah, how's this, can you believe this start? So Lynch now from 48 metres out, that's online, gee they look good in front of goal Adelaide, four first quarter goals. Back with us, mate. How are you? Oh, I'm so excited. Congratulations to my daughters. They're now number two and three in the greatest events that have happened in my life because Friday night is now number one and they may even drop to third and four. Stu was so excited that he got to bring his eyebrows with him to the crowbar tonight. Because, um, <laughs> okay, Lewis is struggling with the whole visual aspect of that uh, particular oh, gag. I might as well go with you, Lewis, considering you've completely blown your identity. How are you, mate? Good, good. Uh, I'm going to cover on that. Stu has had his eyebrows shaved off and he's not oh, admitting my it. My eyebrows shaved off. You do. You look like you've had chemo, mate. Oh, right. oh wow. Wow. I'm a fair haired person and I've had a haircut, but. It's not no. the first time I've seen you, Stu. Moving on. We've also got Neil Dog here tonight. <laughs> yes, Neil Dog has things. Hey, listen, I had my first night of an anxious, free sleep. It's no anxiety oh, it whatsoever. Felt so good. Oh, it was just brilliant. I'm so proud of my football club. Absolutely, and Richo's here, the little caboose <laughs> I know. of tonight's procession. How are you going? Mate, I'm I'm alive, barely. Uh, <laughs> the voice has slowly started to come back yeah. today, um, but that was an outstanding performance. Yeah, last 24 hours, the, the voice has improved markedly. Friday, I mean, sorry, Saturday morning, 
I felt like I had throat cancer. I was I was struggling. I was like a two pack a day are, man. Are, are, we, past are, we, year. are we two cans of jokes in one hour? Yeah, <laughs> it's not normally a full time, but here we are. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we, we've picked up. Everyone's a bit flat because we've had a a large weekend. But uh, geez, we're we go, excited. Before we go on, we just need to give props to our man Jack for that oh. stirring intro. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I was I mean, at half mass for the entire intro. Absolutely. <laughs> well, absolutely. My jeans are. Go on. Keep going. Um, <laughs> denim. Yeah, denim. They can't be as tight as Richo's were the other night. Richo, am I not mistaken? You broke your phone while playing table tennis because your jeans were that tight. That is uh, a true story, Lewis. I get I get very serious on the table tennis. Table. Are you wearing gender neutral pants these days to get um, them that tight? I would probably suggest they're women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you are fine boned. Yeah, there's not too many guys rolling around in them. But um, yes, yeah, so I have cracked my phone screen. Thank you very much, Lewis. <laughs> That's good stuff. But uh, look, telephones aside, one of the great evenings on Friday night. Yeah. Gee, I mean, as if you were on Twitter, you would have seen uh, a few updates during the day about Jack's mental state. Compliments of a little graph he was plotting together in his classroom. Um, well done, Jack, on that stuff. But... Everyone was nervous as shit all day long. Yeah. I mean, the, the tensions were high. And shit's a good word to use in that situation. I think everyone was running on a 1.5 to maybe two extra dumps per day just leading up to it. It was, it was a really nervous time for everyone involved. But, oh, gee, pre-game drinks just didn't feel the same. Everyone felt a little bit sick. It just it was a strange vibe. I've never felt so uncomfortable before a game of football. Um, I think going in knowing that it was an all-or-nothing game. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we lost that game, not only were we out of the, the race, but then Geelong and Dangerfield were into a grand final. Um, and then also, I think, just the uh, expectation. We were going in as favourites into a prelim for the first time in in 10 years. Um, I felt fucking uncomfortable. It's, it's not right. me saying it in hindsight, but I was expecting to have the win. I, I wasn't as nervous by 40 as the points, mate. Yeah. Lewis, I, yeah. I, I, I did exactly call 40, right. and it, I was embarrassed it was 60. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> It's a huge day, and look, to walk out of there, I've just left the ground with this sense of euphoria. Mm. I, It's almost like my brain could not generate a scenario where I saw us in a grand final. It just mm. simply wouldn't do it. And once we made it, the walk up the hill to North Adelaide, yeah. I mean, I had, my head was pumping with a headache. I, I was... It's one of the all-time great walks, just from the, from yep. the actual ground up to the, the squire we went to. Just high fives the whole way up. You're oh, friends with everyone. Was everyone was everyone's best fives. mate, that's for sure. Yeah. And having a great time. Even at the shops yesterday, everyone's in their jerseys and their scarves. I was just shouting at people left, right, and centre. It was great. <laughs> the, the game had continued on for another 48 hours. So that's a good point. Is that That's surely appropriate attire for the week, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You can roll into yeah. the office tomorrow. Oh, and, oh, yes. oh there's no doubt. You know, Richard, I saw for sale on Facebook people were selling Crow's pocket squares, and the only person I could think of was you. Are you did you pick me up one? No, I didn't, but it's okay. right up your alley. Well, next time. I actually bought myself a crow's toothbrush the other day. Oh, wow. <laughs> just was in Chemist Warehouse yeah, and just saw just a couple on sale and thought, Jack that. I'll have them. At what oh, stage nice. do you disrespect someone who's wearing a Kmart crow's jersey? Do we do we think oh, not a, not official merch? Yeah, I, just a little fifty dollar. I'm item. just saying, I saw a few floating around on Friday night. I don't, I don't know. I don't mind. I don't it's mind. It's fine, yeah, mate. I'm They're fine. wearing some colours. That's right. I yeah. think I think very good judge, Lewis. Um, it's hey, noticeable. Let's, let's mm. talk about the game itself. Um, huge sure. start to it. We've adopted the Power Rangers stance once again. 
we've we've talked about it being being fans of it already. Mm. We, we didn't mind it. They to didn't rip mind. it out for a second time maybe felt a little strange. But then no. It, but then do you go back on it and say we were wrong the first time? No, they haven't. Geelong were were a bit of a mixed bag. There was some some crossing of arms and arms on hips and a few it's, behind. It's almost like they thought we weren't going to double down with it because it would be too awkward to do it again. And we <laughs> yeah. did it again and they just weren't prepared for it. <laughs> There's a, a bit of a tweet from a um, friend of the podcast, Zilmi. She said, uh, there's a campaign starting up amongst the Crows fans to encourage as many as possible at the G next weekend to stand the same stance as the boys for the National Anthem. Oh, zil me. Does that Could, mean we, have, do we, we need to push people across in the aisle? Like, hashtag, not, yeah, yeah. It might not be <laughs> I'll, I'll be taking it. Yeah, you need to take one and a half seats just with the <laughs> wide legs. But, I, you know... It's good though. I mean, I you know, I don't, I don't mind it. Yeah. What? Well, how, how's this though? Because 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 Zilmi wears a crow's jersey with, I mean, the the giveaways that says Zilmi on the back of sure. her crow's shirt. Oh, sure. So she's pretty identifiable. Yeah. She was sitting pretty close to us at the game. We hailed her over, and we had some chats at quarter time. You Cuddles got a blank. You got a blank stare at the start. I might add. Oh, she looked. She gave me nothing early, but that's all right. Why should she? But we we had a good chat with Zilmi a couple of times during the evening. So great to say good day to Zilmi. But to see someone um, you recognise out of a crowd of fifty three thousand eight hundred hey. and change, that's that's a um, big crowd. So is that the largest or second largest the, crowd? The largest, beating Port quite aptly by one hundred and nineteen <laughs> people. A, a number of Brilliant. that Port and finals have quite a synergy with. So it's a, certainly great to have that crowd coming it was, through. It was a good game. The score, if you hadn't heard, I don't know you might not have had a TV or listened to the radio or anything. 21 Tw- goals, 10. Yeah. I haven't said anything for a while, so I thought I'd sure. just get in no, there. 21 goals, 10, 136. Adelaide Crows, Geelong, 10 goals, 15, 75. Good stuff. So there you go. Never really in it. Six goals through to one goal, two at quarter time. Um, you know... I certainly wasn't feeling comfortable at that stage, despite it being a pretty handy five-goal lead. I guess we've all learned our lesson from 06, where you know essentially five goals up at the break didn't do anything. So Lewis was... Uh, I had to tell you off at halftime, Louis, because you were feeling up and about. Uh, I, and I, I, I put you back in your place. I didn't rein it back too much. Well, I bloody sent a, a little message on our messenger thing um, about three-quarter time and said, where are we going after the game, lads? And I got... We all told Barry Barrage to shoo the early crow. Quick yeah. six. Well, so. seriously. Which is though, fair. I just don't, fair. I'm not interested in calling it before it's too early. Um, but then when we when we kicked on in the fourth quarter. It was an awesome fourth it quarter. It was party time. The, and, uh, the entire crowd just took the piss out of Geelong. Yeah. I've never seen a, a Mexican wave in a preliminary final. Before. <laughs> it was so good. Um, Andy, who's on the podcast, sometimes had a great call. He's not usually a fan of the Mexican wave, but it was just so disrespectful oh, yeah. towards Geelong. It was great. It just says <laughs> you the, had to, the you had football to you are putting yeah. on in a prelim final is yeah. of such poor quality that we're going to keep ourselves entertained. Yeah, is that's what right. I'm saying. But it was party time. There were just people hugging each other in the stands, jumping on random people. It doesn't get much more. Oh, we were high-fiving everyone behind us as well, in the crowds, hugging people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was best mates with the guys behind and in front of me about five minutes into the game, and it just continued to be party time from that point on. But, uh, gee whiz, we we talked about it. it we just hit targets after target. Yeah. We were clean. We were precise. It didn't feel like we felt the weight and pressure of a final. Yeah. We were just like, nah, we've got a job to do. Our guys were running through brick walls. 
They didn't care if they were going to get hurt. They had a, they, It seems like our group is so on much on the same page and so much on the same team and they're mentally, they want to be doing the same thing. It's an unstoppable force and yeah. Geelong sort of didn't know what happened. I mean, that first quarter was incredible. There was um, The Crouches were good, but there was four guys that I wanted to um, single out. Well, not single out, four of them, who I thought were particularly incredible in that first quarter. Charlie Cameron, uh, Laird, Tom Lynch and David McKay. I thought in that first quarter they set up. Was that just four, Stu? That was just four, mate. Okay, who was Laird, McKay, five? Lynch, and Cameron. Yeah, I thought you said five. No, I said four. Okay, well, I'll um, go back and double check that later. No worries, you do that. And I'll um, I think Lynch gained like two hundred meters in the first quarter. Right. Um, you think or you know? You it was something sure. like that. Okay. I don't know the exact stat, no. but it was something like that. Charlie Cameron obviously sparking us off with that first goal. Um, Laird, some of the stuff that he did in that back lines to get out of, and, and McKay did the same thing, under pressure and to absolutely spear the, the guy running in the middle was spectacular. Yes. Dave McKay went at 89% for the whole game. Dave McKay covered the most amount of ground for the whole game. I think what I'd like now is just to hear Richo say a nice word. Yeah, I, I feel that I've always... Uh, reported accurately on David um, and he has played some good football over the last few weeks I still think he should get dropped for the grand final <laughs> <laughs> um, no he, he absolutely strong enough adjective he, find he, something more mate what else have you he got warrants his spot he's had an awesome uh, six weeks or so of football yeah good granted his first 160 games have been, <laughs> have been terrible isn't there? but then his his last six weeks um, have been excellent he, I just wish he'd played his entire career this way. But it's look, a lot if, we, if we go on and win the flag and he plays a good grand final, yeah. I'm more than happy to put my hand up and say I was wrong and I'm glad that they continued sticking with him throughout his career. He's just playing with... So just one real quick thing about it. He's just playing with a lot more confidence now. The thing about that I've always liked about McKay, he's a good system player, works hard, but he just he obviously lacks polish and all that kind of stuff and now that his confidence and I think that's in large part to Don Pike as well that's that's why he's playing so well at the moment but, and well. something's happened with the way that he's hitting the contest yeah. he's, he's yeah, always right. he's always gone in hard but for some reason now his tackles are sticking he was and, given feedback and he was dropped and, and he's responded and that's when, what, he, when he cracks yeah. in though it's like his body's actually having an impact whereas yeah. previously he's been ragdolled or he's just been bumped out of the way whereas now he's actually sticking those bumps uh, and it's been really effective. Did, did giving him the freedom to play Brody Smith's role yeah. give him a bit more opportunity to shine as well? Yeah, I mean, he certainly covered a lot of what Brody Smith's been doing. He took the kickouts, I mm. believe, a, a good portion of them anyway. Um, he obviously doesn't have the same raking kick that Smith does, but he's he's covering that back line very well and spotting that guy in the middle. One of my and, biggest um, criticisms of D-Mac is he, when he has space and he has time, he doesn't hit those targets mm. and he was the complete opposite he was actually spearing guys and using his vision really well and, and making sure he ticked all the boxes in terms of disposals and like you said Stu like 89% of those disposals on, on 18 touches fantastic day out I just think after the greatest game that we've played in quite some time it's interesting we spent the first 15 minutes talking about David McKay but let's talk about uh <laughs> The recipe of success. Yes, I want right. to touch because I think I think this is really what I thought New we'd Dog, talk about first. Chef New Dog cooked us up a real treat last week with the recipe of success. Absolutely, all sorts of uh, bits and pieces now, involved. Can in anyone it. remember just... the things that I said? Can anyone remember? Um, uh, <laughs> a, a level cup Richo? of. <laughs> yeah. I I certainly can't. No, um, uh, Richo. I mean, you listeners may have picked exploit this up last their week. Weaknesses? Absolutely, it was about exploiting the Speed? weaknesses. Speed. 
Speed speed was one. Um, well, their you, lack of speed, but they did bring in some leg speed to address that slightly. I believe, it, I believe it was one teaspoon of manning up was the first point. It, it might have been. Um, it definitely was. On speed, we certainly <laughs> we use the short kick better than we ever have before. Uh, that's one thing that I certainly noticed, and Rory Laird was obviously a huge part of that. Um, but their back line, we did say, was pretty slow, and we certainly put them under pressure with our small forwards. Now, I don't think they have really any good small defenders. Mm. Um, so that's Well, they just shut down Tui's run. Yeah, um, he just didn't seem to have any time to use his disposal. His or his leg specifically, he was yep. always handballing, and he just couldn't create. Mm. So our pressure in regards to that was really good. It was yep. one dash of speed. Brackets, not the drug, was the bullet point you'd made on that one. Brilliant, Lewis. Now, extra man, <laughs> extra man down back. Um, we didn't really seem to be having an issue with that at all. So yeah, because did, because did of did the short kicks. Yeah, that was the thing. We we didn't need to. Um, oh, he just didn't kick long to him, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So long down the line was when we lost that that first game against Geelong. Um, you know, over at Simmons Stadium, we we did that so often. So, yeah. Um, and a lot of time that man was made accountable. There were a few times that there was certainly an extra man down back that I didn't notice. One yeah. thing that was really good is that I think Andy Otten, even at times, Jenkins managed to bring it to ground. Once it was brought down to ground, um, yeah. in our forward fifty, then our small forwards were able to do the damage, particularly early. Yeah, and and we just had a great ability to. We we force them to spread because we would just like we like we said we haven't kicked down the line we've hidden up these short targets they had to reassess they had to spread and all of a sudden these holes appeared yep. through the rest of the whole ground and we would just hit up source was really good for hitting up those little holes yeah Laird was really good and Tom and, Lynch and Tommy Lynch as well worked his ass off Fantastic. up and down the ground but we just. We were just precision and surgeon-like with our kicking. And like we said before, in a prelim final, to be hitting that with that percentage of foot by foot is outrageous. And it's impressive because that's not necessarily our normal game plan. No. So we have changed our style to beat Geelong and executed it perfectly. Yeah, because we played a very... If you look at maybe, I just think to my mind, round two against the Hawks, we were very... We are going long there, and we used our contested mark to win that game. Um, in fact, we were actually down in contested marks quite significantly, but we won the contested possession count. That was the other thing that, that we talked about. Um, they're a bit taller than us, but we were able to win that ground ball. Um, the big stat, though, was disposal efficiency, and they were particularly poor in the first half too long. They were at stages below 60%, but it was 76% to 69%, mm. and that's a big difference. The other one is marks, uncontested marks around the ground. We dominated that statistic, mm. so it was a lot of keepies off um, particularly when we had the momentum. It's great stuff. Thank you. Let's get back to talking about players. Charlie Cameron, five yeah. goals. Brilliant. Of all of all the games to shine in, we've been talking about his I guess his finishing skills with his with his kicks lately and especially in front of goal. Um, for him to come out and kick five, it certainly took me by surprise. No one saw it coming, Lewis, absolutely not. Um, I mean, I've always said no matter Charlie Cameron's form, you must play him just mm. on pressure alone. Yeah. You've got to play him. Um, we couldn't have seen this coming. Five goals with an electric display. He seemed to just have found his leg. Even his field kicking seemed to have returned, just spotting up the targets when he wasn't having a shot at goal. I'm still, I still debate whether that that kicked a, they kicked his second goal, that real long one from seventy. I'm pretty sure that was going any better. Yeah, he didn't mean to do that. Um, but we'll take the, we'll take the sausage. But from it was seventy. It was the sort of game that we've always thought that he could play. Um, and he's never quite got there. Um, and finally, he just put it all together. So whether that first that first snap in the opening minute for a goal Did it. got his confidence up, um, or just a couple of other small things went right for him, but he was he was awesome. He's a big game player. I mean, he was the best player um, against Sydney last yeah, year. Isn't he? he plays really well in finals. 
Um, yeah. oh, we've been talking, just talking DMAC just before. We just got something on the crow phone. Ooh. This is a bit of a treat here. Hey, guys, Scorpus from the Crowcast here. Hey. How good was that display on the weekend, smashing Dangerfield on his smug campaigner face? And we're going to talk about that in just a second. Anyway, can you believe that in under a week, David McKay might be a premiership player? <laughs> Would have never thought that after seeing him stink <laughs> up the field since 2009. But he's in the form at the right time, so good for him. He's shaking the tag as the worst 150 gamer of all time. <laughs> Enjoy the GF, Richard, put your phone down, um, mate. If <laughs> <laughs> you just Scorpus. jumped on under Scorpus, it sounds like the exact same stuff. I mean, I would get on incredibly well with Scorpus. I'd imagine you would. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, thanks, Scorpus, for getting involved there. Um, but let's just talk. I'd love to talk Dangerfield briefly, as, as Scorpus has mentioned to us. Mm. Because... Richard, you got any thoughts about Dangerfield? Oh. <laughs> I don't know where to begin. I'm I'm still physically exhausted from the yeah. abuse that I was dishing out. Yeah, and to well done to fifty-three thousand people that just tormented the little fucker for the entire duration yeah. of the game. And I love that we've kicked two early goals. Oh, we haven't really addressed the fact that he started oh, full oh, forward, oh, and that yeah. is we, an and awful we need coaching to talk decision. through that. Some yeah. strong so arrogance. He from, started from full Scott. forward, yeah. assuming that we're not going to see it coming. Up, oh, cry fine. Cry phone's ringing. Answer that, everybody. Right. Stop what they're doing. Yeah, stop what we're doing. Uh, this is the Crow phone. You're talking to T-Bone. Hey, T-Bone. It's Peter at Donkey Courtroom. How you going, mate? Oh, Peter. How are you, mate? <laughs> yeah, good. Bit fired up. Everyone got their grand final ticket? Oh, yes. gee whiz. Three of us have. We're a cause of contention. We haven't we 50%. haven't even discussed this on the on the pod yet, but Richo's in, Stu is in, Lewis is in, Neil Dog and I, we, we, we're still... Oh, Some put, of us have families to take care of and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. Certainly not so what about you, certainly you, Neil Dog? <laughs> but what's your excuse? I went in the silver ballot uh, draw. I didn't, I didn't come up trumps at all. Neither is Jack and Neil Dog didn't even try from all reports, but... Oh, well. Wow. But you got yours? Wowzers. Um, <laughs> all right, he's up, Pete. All right, yeah, come on, sorry, mate. Uh, now, are you involved? Yeah, involved. Got the Cat 7 tickets. Just waiting until tomorrow morning to see whether we're on the list. Cat 7? Is, is, is that on the roof, Cat 7? Yeah, Cat 7. Yeah, pretty much on the road, roof. Swatting, yeah, swatting away the seagulls. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Seven. All right. So uh, what's your what's your bet for the Norm Smith? Who you got? Uh, big boy Richie Douglas. Why the hell not? I like it. Oh, what's <laughs> he paying? What's... I'd like to see some like, live odds sure. on some Norm Smith. Can, can we get some those up? All I know is that David McKay is paying 100 to 1. Oh, D-Mac really paying 100 to 1. It's, free, love it's, that. it's free money, apparently. All right, and uh, <laughs> one other question we want to ask you, mate. If we yeah, win, mate. what are you wearing to Neil Dog's pool party? Oh, mankini. Yeah. Sausage fest. Correct answer. Continuing to tick the boxes of gentleman-only attire. And it's sounding very good. This is good to hear. And how are you getting over? You're flying, driving, canoe? Uh, driving over, uh, recovering from the flu, actually. Uh, wasn't able to go on Friday night. My dad had to go, so, yeah. Going to be driving over. Brilliant. Um, wow. Now, I don't know, even know how this is happening, but my iPad's ringing with my brother-in-law from Sweden. Um, so, <laughs> PJ, how you going? <laughs> Paige. <laughs> this is we've, we've got someone on the crow phone. It's incredible. like when you get a double header when you're out fishing and you don't know what to do because both your rods are going off. <laughs> By the powers of Apple's what, FaceTime, what we've duplicated well, we've, the call. we've got someone on the crow phone and then you've ragged me on my iPad. I don't didn't know the technology existed to be honest, but here we are. Right, so I, I mean, I've called the crow phone number as well. Yep. Somehow we're getting a double line. <laughs> anyway, right, 
I thought they phased us out when the switchboards went in the 50s, but we've got a genuine cross line here. Peter, meet Paul. Paul, meet Peter. <laughs> G'day, Paul. How you going, mate? This don't is ro- don't this rob is, each other. This is one of the great three ways. <laughs> Come, Come on, Neil Dogg. Come on. It's great saying. Neil Dogg's just dropped the don't rob each other. So good gear from Neil Dogg. He's on fire lately. Peach, what do you got to say? Because this is going to get awkward if you don't say anything pretty soon. I mean, I can't hear Peter. I can't hear anything. Yeah, mate, we don't have a technology yeah. for that, all right? You, you, Stop rubbing you, it in. You're assuming this is a real-life radio station and we're not just doing this in my back room. <laughs> yeah, it is very echoey around here, very echoey. Yeah, that's good, that's good. Got anything to say? It's an international call, so I thought I'd make... Uh, just say something, I guess. Yeah, well, that's your job to do it. Who you got for Norm Smith, Peach? Oh, uh, I'll give that to American Roy Laird after his... Performance on the weekend, he'll probably back it up. Yep. I think it's pretty crucial to us. Yep. This is good. This is yep. good stuff. This PJ guy's a bit boring. I think <laughs> all, all I really, all I really want to see though is a bit of bit of Neil Dog frolicking in the stands again. Oh <laughs> yeah, oh. Neil Dog was dancing. That, well, that was, I mean, that, that's hurting me that I'm not around for that. Yeah, that's <laughs> some of the best best performance I've seen so yeah. far no. on Facebook. Especially, yeah. especially because Neil Dog's <laughs> got plenty of good photos on Facebook page. Yeah, <laughs> especially. That's right. I mean. He, he's known for that. He's known around the traps for that. So, I mean, are you going to the game, Neil Dog, or what? Oh, we've talked about it. There's certain commitments that are uh, not allowing me to attend. But uh, I'll be certainly watching, PJ. <laughs> as in, Pornhub have got a big data dump. Yeah, yeah so, something along those lines. Um, <laughs> but, 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 PJ, we do feel sorry. We're, we're paying for real here, mate. We do feel sorry for you, Pete. You've been to many a lost preliminary final in Melbourne, yes, and the I one year we make it, the one year we make a GF, you get called into over to Sweden for for eighteen months. So uh, tough crowd on on your part. No, but I might, I might shout out to a long time listener in in Jay Farrell, and just for him to get his ass to London, so I've got someone to watch it with there. <laughs> <laughs> this must be really fascinating for people. I mean, I'm yeah. hear about Neil Dog's private Facebook account. Right, we're going we're gonna to have to let PJ go so we can say goodbye to Peter. No, no, our listeners have plummeted. But uh, we'll talk to you sometime <laughs> soon, mate. Easy. Catch you, mate. So, Paige. Peter, how are you going? You still there? Yeah, I'm still here, mate. Good, mate. That was, uh, we'll, we'll have that to... was champagne crossing. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, not our best gear. But, um... T-Bone, you've got to learn to control the callers. Right? Yeah, I know, no, I know. I know. Anything you can quickly to say before you head off, Peter? No, it's uh, going to be cathartic on Sunday. It's be Loving great. your work, mate. Get us over the line. We'll catch up with you soon. All right, catch out. All right, catch you. Wow, one of the one of the first double headers. I mean, sorry, how can the same number be called twice? No, it's, it's and face, my, FaceTime. Is and cool, my yeah. iPad started ringing, and that was amazing gear. But we were talking Dangerfield before we were rudely interrupted. Um, he started out at the square. Poor coaching move. Poor coaching. Um, for that to have worked, they need to bank on the fact that they're going to win the first clearance, win the second clearance. Yep. And we've just come in kamikaze-like, won it out of the centre and got the momentum. Yeah. We've, we've already covered it. Chris Scott's gone, well, Pikey thinks he can pull the old national anthem stance for the <laughs> yeah. second time. Doubling running. down. I'm going to double down with the danger field out of the square <laughs> yeah. move. What's, what's really interesting about that move is that, and we discussed this last week, is that they don't have the strengths up forward other than Tom Hawkins and the only way for their forwards to actually do well against our defence is for them to get into space and for them to get into space and get the ball free is to dominate in the midfield um, and so having Dangerfield there was crucial for them and that didn't happen so it was also though, the reason it worked the week before is because they haven't experienced playing against Patrick Dangerfield up forward Yeah, 
what you don't reckon Danger's played at forward in an internal trial about a million times before. We've mm. played against him before. We know what he's going to be doing. And I think we used uh, that sort of knowledge to our advantage absolutely. Well, it didn't even but go down there. The, no, the, the, no, the no, plan no. was foiled. And I just loved it when he's so he's he's taken a grab to try and have a shot at goal after we've kicked two quick ones, and he shanked it after the entire crowd turned on him. And from that point on, you felt you felt pretty good. And it wasn't until did he stay the whole whole f- quarter up forward almost, or did he just push into the midfield? A little bit later. I'm not certainly really the that... second quarter that he spent most of the time in, in the midfield, and that's where he had his best. He had a big yeah. second quarter. And yeah. then it was obviously in the last minute or two of that quarter where the uh, the collision oh, dear. with Rory Sloan happened. Is that just the greatest moment in Adelaide Crows well, football? It really shouldn't, right? But that just brings me just pure joy. I mean, Unimaginable just, I, it's joy. Just, it's not, I'm, I, I kind of prefer him missing from five metres out. No, no, there's that vision no, of Sloan running was away. Semi on, so Sloan's gotten up, yeah, shook yeah. it off, and have a run, and and Patrick's lying on the floor in the, in the crucifix like position. Yeah. I know I was on the other side of the ground, well away from the action, but I swear I saw his hand claw up like he was concussed, and I lost the plot. I thought he was gone, yep. gone for the entire game, but unfortunately he he was just faking. And well, the crowd did give it to him. Yeah. As soon as he popped up and was running to the bench, the crowd just got Good. stuck. And in. apparently, Vic Meade didn't appreciate that. That was disgraceful, according to Spud Frawley. Disgusting behaviour from the crowd. Mm. Whatever, Spud. It's beautiful stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Stuff. Should we talk about some more players? You can. Tommy Lynch was really, really good. Yeah. Two goals, but just played that. I mean, I had thought um, Blixars was going to go to him, and for some reason didn't like I thought he was going to be the guy yeah. who's going to be tagged well there wasn't really much accountability thrown at us I didn't think no I think uh, Blixars went to Sloan for a while yeah to Sloan went to Matt Crouch a little bit but Tom Lynch is the one who really cut him up um, yeah. and because he's because when he plays that role um, it denies their extra man it makes their extra man less effective essentially and um, he was huge for us just play, especially coach. early I think he kicked those two goals in the first mm. quarter um, when the game was on. And then his skills, um, that sort of 25-metre kick, and then his vision looking inboard to set up the yep. play yep. Um, is outstanding. I think he hit Josh Jenkins with a, um, a kick on the lead at the beginning of the second quarter. Yep. Um, so a brilliant game for yeah, Tom Lynch. When him and Tex play at the ground and they're both on, their vision that they both have yeah. to spot up other teammates and make everyone else look better completely underrated and it's a huge part of the reason why we're in the spot we are. All right, boys, it's time for no, 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 Daniel Talia chat. Here we go. <laughs> you like that one? It was um, uh, not as crisp as other other areas of our game, but keep going. Uh, um, look, just absolutely smashed Tom Hawkins yeah. and that makes me very happy. Oh, um, Hawkins was rendered useless. Did he kick a goal? He I think did. he might have jagged one. He did. Now, cheap. this is interesting. Daniel Talia has had two goals kicked on him in the last three weeks. One of them was goal of the year from Buddy Franklin. Um, I don't think Patton scored a goal and uh, Tom Hawkins kicked a goal on Daniel Talley when Kelly was on Hawkins. So there you go. Absolute good form. Daniel Talley goes up a level when it comes to finals, my man. Yeah. So very he played, excited. He played a cracker. There's no doubt about that. Did we talk Brad? No. No, even talk Crouch? Brad. Brad Crouch. Okay, I couldn't possibly ex- understand who else I would be talking about. But Certainly not Brad Talia. No, no such thing. No, he's, well, he's had 29 touches. 10 tackles to throw them into the mix. And he's just, his form this year, once he's got his legs under him and a bit of a tank under him, he is absolutely on cherry ripe yeah. form. And now you've now we're seeing a double Crouch Brothers-led midfield. Yeah. All of a sudden, the tag Sloan doesn't work when you've got these two other lads digging in and being almost more effective. 
There's not a, not a lot they can do when they're up and about. It's been about three months now yeah. um, of seriously good footy. Matt Crouch has obviously been good all year. Um, but you're right, with Matt and Brad and then Sloan in there. Um, Bit of Greenwood to, to mix. It's mm. turned into a serious but 17 contested midfield. possessions and eight clearances. It's such a good effort from him. <clears throat> do we owe Scott Camparelli a bit of an apology? Yeah. We I were mean, really hard on him in, as the midfield coach. And... And we've got all these guys who've come through organic growth. and um, I don't think I've personally directly ripped him, but other members of this Oh, I, I certainly would have. Well, I can't remember it, but I certainly would have. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so would I, but I'm not normally very good at saying sorry, so sure. I'm probably not Apologies to be a good time. I, I would ask he goes back to the coaching room just this week and lets Brad know that when you're getting a clearance to... To hopefully just kick it out towards your own end of the ground. Yeah, well, that's a good point. A, a good, good, I've completely forgotten about yeah. Scott Camparelli's a hack for letting him do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just would have thought it was basic skills they would teach yeah. them, but yeah. he may have missed it. That was that. We'd already kicked a goal up our end, though, hadn't we? Think no. we had. No, he had. It, it, there'd already been one down. We kicked a goal. Everyone, everyone's established which end is which, and then Brad's gone. Boom! I'll I'll kick it down the vortex end. Um, but how do we see Otten's return to the side coming in for Gov? He was um, serviceable. I thought he did his role. He kept Henderson accountable. Or I mean, they're loose. Tall. He's, he's yeah. certainly made it more upsetting to have to drop him next week. Yeah, I thought he did his role. Yeah, I don't mm. think he did much wrong. He had a couple of pretty good moments, actually. There was one out on the, the members' wing where, mm. I can't remember who it was, we laid a good tackle and then yeah. um, popped up quickly and gave a handball off to Charlie Cameron. Yeah, that handball was very good. Very and that, was that the one where Charlie Cameron kicked the goal? So I think that he, he uh, had a pretty serviceable game, yep. um, but... Obviously, his weaknesses if, were there, like in yeah, terms exactly of his chase right. and stuff like that. We know what we're going to get with Andy Otten, um, and I just think that unfortunately, if McGovern's fit, then he's got to come in, um, and they're sort of the hard calls that you've got to make. But equally, if McGovern doesn't get up, then Andy Otten deserves his spot as next in line. You oh. have to push Gov to the point of put doing a string, don't you? You have to push him yeah, yeah, to yeah. his limits. Absolutely. You gotta, he's got to train at 110%. Yeah. And if it pops, it pops, and bad luck, mate. You got three months to sort it out, and we just go with with Otten. Yeah, we certainly do, don't want him doing it ten minutes into the first quarter. Do we worry about Otten's just another pretty big guy without mobility? With I mean, I guess we can we'll probably talk, we, about, put, that talk about it later. But it, but it is we a good will. point. It, it is, is a, a concern point. that if is, is Otten the right fit against the pretty nimble Tigers attack, we can we'll probably touch on that. We'll later touch on, on that later. Um, can we talk about Seedsman because since he's come back for uh, come in for Brody Smith, he's yep. been um, exceptional. I mean, this is this is the Seedsman we thought we were signing up yeah. for when we, when he came. We were genuinely excited. We we saw what he produced on Anzac Day that year and form around that game was all product was 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 decent. Um, and then he fell off the face of the earth at Collingwood. We got him. He looked good early, but then he disappointed. Just sort of, yeah, this he, is a great game. Nineteen touches. He's kicked two goals. Should have kicked three. Should have kicked he three. Felt but the need to troll us. Goal square. He felt the need to troll us very early by doing from the exact same side of the ground, missing from the exact same distance oh, out, yeah. straight in front. So he should have kicked four. Geelong yeah. last year. Because that one that Otten marked on the line was going through. Yeah, yeah. And then you're right. He sprayed that one at the end of the first quarter. Um, but he's kicked at 89.5%. Let's that just say he should have kicked five because he'd been very confident. Yeah. 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 Let's sure. just say it. <laughs> no, I like it. He, he could have worn the long sleeves, I feel. Yeah. Even though it was a 26 degree day. Pro- probably worth six if he'd done the sleeves. Yeah. I mean, he had close to a 10 goal game. Yeah. If you look at it objectively. Um, but great <laughs> stuff from Seedsman. I, I really... If he can, can pr- produce that stuff... 
the the loss of Smith is minimised to a degree. Yep. It's not wiped out, but if him D Mac can keep up, pick up a bit of the slack and play at that uh, elevated level. If we're talking goal kickers as well, Eddie Betts, oh, it, it, it's turning out he's a finals big player. He's yeah. he's really stepping up. He not had, that he not that he wasn't stepped yeah. up during the year, but he's he's certainly saved it up, ready to go for finals. Small forwards are traditionally not always big players when it comes to those finals games. Um, his I thought what was most important was his chase, his yep. efforts, his, his spread, his pressure. Um, he had a number of sprint efforts. T-bone. Oh, yeah, so I, I did see a stat earlier yeah. on today, but oh, maybe we we're talking about the same thing, mate. Yeah, yeah, go on. He had, he had 33 uh, sprint efforts. Yes, that was more recorded. than anyone. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then the next closest was 21 or something on yeah. the ground. So he was just working his ass off, and there's the pressure he applied. Just Colin, there was that one early where Colin actually got to the contest, and he just completely shat himself. Betts ended up picking his pocket, handballed over the top for a goal. It's just that, that buzzing around him and Cameron were wreaking havoc up there. And uh, look, if we can maintain that pressure, that's try, that, that's taking Richmond yeah. on at and, their own and game. special mention to Betts's um, kick in from the out of bounds and the full effort that he just lobbed onto the boot from forty five <laughs> out, and it, it sailed through a top master. Wasn't forty five out, but I do understand I'm what you mean. He was sixty five out, yeah. on the boundary straight. Through. Um, but it was yeah, well way to kick, and he's looking good, Ed. He's looking real good. So we have had uh, Declan Stimson come through on Twitter. He's saying Veras and won't allow him to call through, so I'm only assuming he's in the US. But he said, this team is playing the most unsociable footy from a Crows team ever while still hitting the scoreboard, which is which is a pretty accurate summation of what's going on with the team. This is not the the, the private schoolboys we've we've seen of old pushing around the yard. I mean, I loved right at the beginning. Um, they were just getting absolutely stuck into Patrick Dangerfield and Joel Selwood and Riley Knight and the Crouches and Douglas and all that kind of stuff. It was... Absolutely spectacular stuff. There was the first 15 seconds of the game where um, Joel Selwood sort of overran the ball a little bit and Rolly Knight just followed him. Um, yeah. Didn't care where the ball was, went straight after Selwood and that almost set the tone that it was all, all about getting stuck into the body and showing some um, some ferocity at the contest. It's brilliant stuff. And great leadership from Tex again. Didn't have a huge night statistically, but certainly using his muscle and strength and one of the great you know leadership performances in terms of body language from him. Uh, love the way he's setting us up and love what he's doing. Yeah, and to pick up on the tail half of his of his message there, the um the score power is back. This is what we saw at the start of the year and, and bobbing up throughout the year as well. A, a massive score line, 136 Six points. points. Yeah, Ridiculous. 21 goals all up, kicking relatively accurately, which we love to see. And look, just piling on the goals. It was a real, it was a real, I, I mean, I... I jumped up and down more than I ever have. It was ridiculous. We kicked 19 goals and the 21 goals off their turnovers. Really? Yeah. Good stat from you, Stu. Yeah. Stat's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, good job. Well, we're pretty happy with the result, obviously. I mean... Somewhat pleased. We're pleased. We're tired. That's for sure. I'm, I'm gooked. I need to go to bed. I've had a very large weekend. Yeah. That's all that's right. A this is what we do. We, we deliver the goods. Have you ever had just like a... a quiet weekend? I think I'm going to no, go... No. I'm going to go alcohol-free in October. <laughs> God. Wow! From yeah. October, what about? I mean, the Sunday after the grand final is October. Yeah, so I think maybe like, you know, and then I presume there'll be some parades and stuff back in Adelaide on yeah. Monday. What are you going to do? So You're going to substitute it for cocaine or something? I presume so. Uh, yeah, something along those lines. Some yeah. sort of heroin. Yeah. There absolutely yeah. will be lines. Yeah, yeah. There will be lines. <laughs> I mean, um, so boys, what cat? Did you know what cat tickets you end up jagging? I was lucky enough to get category two. Um, which, is good which judging by the guys that I've spoken to, that seems to be a pretty good result. Yeah, I mean, me and Louie got. Cat three, which oh, which yep, we're, we're still happy with, very pleased with. Louis and I. but but the um, no, me and Louis. Um, 
the discrepancy though, some of them are like boundaries, right in the boundary, and some of them are third level. Yeah. So in terms of cat three, so I'm not. I think the first, sure, the top three or four cats at the MCG are all pretty good. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're not. Um, really great. So to be honest, I'm just pleased that we've got a seat. Um, we'll find out during the week how close to the ground we are. Should we do some uh, votes from the game? We'll do some votes, absolutely. All right. Um, I mean, this is what we normally do. Richo, have you got your votes? No, you haven't. Okay, Stu, who would you like to do? No worries. All right, I'll give one vote to Daniel Talia. Uh, played a great game on, on um, Hawkins. Um, two votes for Matt Crouch. Three votes for Tom Lynch. Four votes for Charlie Cameron. Just pipped to the post by Rory Laird, who I thought was our best on ground. Very similar votes to you me, dog, you, Have you been adding up these votes, mate? Because that's your job. Have yep. you been adding them up? Adding them up all the time. Do you have a running tally? All the time. Not with me, T-Bone. No. Not with me. Disappointing. I didn't know that carrying it with me week in, week out was part no. of the thing uh, to do. Not week in, week out, just to the show. Come on, mate. Ray, man. Off the top of your head. <laughs> okay. One vote to Talia. Very good effort. Two votes to Tommy Lynch. Loved his work early. Three votes to Matt Crouch. Very clean. Kicked a nice goal as well. Uh, Charlie Cameron for four. Um, I may have wanted him out of the side um, not long ago. So apologies there. Got it wrong. Uh, five votes to Rory Laird over the four quarters. I thought was clearly at best. Big man to concede you were wrong on that one. Yeah, yes, maybe that's something you should uh, take up. Wouldn't have thought. Um, one point, Brad Crouch. Two for Talia. Three for Matt Crouch. Four for Laird. And five for Charlie Cameron. Not a lot of differential here from us, guys. One to Talia for mine. Brad with two. Matt with three. Uh, Cameron with four. And Lairdy with five for me. Uh, I'm going to give one to Talia as well. Uh, two to Matt Crouch. Three to Tom Lynch. Thought he was good in the first half when it mattered. Um, four to Rory Laird. I thought Charlie Cameron's the best game I've seen him play. It's best on ground. Mm. But well, I'm happy everyone's agreeing on Talia's job done because I did enjoy seeing Tom Hawkins just struggle for a large majority of the night and then he's such an odd looking to see him collapse at the end of the game. Yeah. Just bought me a lot of pleasure, a lot he's of joy. He's such an odd looking man. He looks like a Batman villain or something. <laughs> like I don't know, his eyes are. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's a good, skinny person. It's a good now. thing you've already thought about this comment, Stu. Yeah, yeah, it's really right. well, after after Lewis's uh, barbs at my eyebrows, it's um, I'm quite sensitive. Lack thereof. So, well, um, that's right. One thing I did pick up during the game after after uh, Roman <laughs> Ryan's escapades on Channel Seven after I watched the replay. Yep. Uh, I think Brucey and the other guys back in the box said. Thank you, as always, to the Adelaide Football Club, one of the most accessible clubs to their players <laughs> in, the co- in, see, in the competition. I did see Ryan little, Smith yeah, sliding yeah. around in the, in the A little background. bit of my heart broke that, that they're just known for being the most accessible yeah. club and we still cannot get a peep out of them. No, which... Which says a little bit more about us than the club, probably. But you know I mean, what? Pr- probably the closest we have got to an interview is me uh, ambushing the um, the crows in the Virgin Lounge at the airport once. To which the best we got was Charlie Cameron muttering a "Hi, I'm Charles" Lewis, into a microphone. Lewis <laughs> got <laughs> Lewis tried to get a soundbite, and it, all he wanted was "Hi, I'm Charlie Cameron. You're listening to the Crowbar." And did he get? Did he go? It, it took around ten shots. And the best one was "Hi, I'm Charles." He goes, "Hi, I'm Charlie." <laughs> And then looked at Lewis and shrugged his shoulders and went. But he looked re- he looked really he looked really happy, like he'd done a good He's like, trick. It. Does, he, does he not know how to? Does he not know how to speak? I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's okay. I mean, he kicked five goals. I don't care if he hey, doesn't know how to speak. Little little something from the crow phone. Jason McKay's hey. buzzed in. Evening, lads. Firstly, all in caps. Holy shit, we are in the grand final and a, and a point well made, Jason. But he's he's we chucked are. us a a little bit of an impromptu. Uh, wank bank. So, Jack, if you mind, uh, you post, you post with no regrets. Your 
Okay. Um, <laughs> that's some vintage soundbite, that one. Yeah, we've got Chromie the Money as well. Be good. <laughs> Something's in there. Uh, secondly, this is from Jason McKay. Secondly, I'm sure everyone has had enough of KB and the jumper gate issue, which we're going to have a chat about in a little while. Yep. But uh, but this was too good not to share. And he's flicked through a little picture of um, the Tigers wearing an alternate strip with a guy called Lockie has written a comment underneath it saying, not being able to wear our jersey is cheating. <laughs> Geelong complain about playing at the MCG. But if we play in our yellow jersey jumper, Adelaide have cheated more. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. We'll wear our alternate jersey and we'll play the grand final Adelaide Oval. Absolutely. Yep. Trade that off. But uh, thanks, J-Mac, for, for sliding that through. Um, always always been good with the Wayne I mean, if we are going to talk about home ground advantages as well, if we mm. are talking about the, um, we're talking about the ticket allocations and the ballots and, and what comes through for each club, there is a glaring omission when you add up the allocation that goes to one club and the allocation that goes to another, and they are equal, of course, for the members. Mm. There's that that delta of forty odd thousand tickets that are going to MCC members, AFL members, and the sorts, which which just seems like a gross misbalance of where they should be going. It's always been a bit of a shitty system, um, and that's why a lot of the time the players will say that the prelim finals are more exciting to play in. Because that's why I went to that, not going to the grand final. Oh, well done, Neil. Dog. Um, you watch it on TV. Yeah, I'll, I'll flick it on. Let Richo yeah. finish his point. Sorry, Richo. Just because the stand is full of fans. Yeah. Um, whereas on grand final day, you've got half of his corporates yeah. or guys that support other teams. Whereas yeah. to have an MCG with 100,000 people all barracking yeah. um, is an experience that only well, happens on pre and, and that game was the loudest game of football I've ever gone to, bar none. Yeah. Like, I couldn't shout any louder than I possibly yeah. could. And everyone around me was doing the same. I got some you know, feedback early about my shouting. Yeah, you, well, you, you can't dropped, use that. You can't use that language. You dropped you, a heavy C bomb early. I just called uh, Justin Schmidt. You know. Yeah. Okay. You're an absolute C. You next Tuesday. And the yeah. bloke in front of you quite correctly told you to put away the nine iron. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was respectfully done. Coming back to the crowd, the crowd. <laughs> so so usually, <laughs> usually point. the grand That's final right. itself. You're right, Richard. It would be just a bunch of a uh, bunch of corporates doing their thing without atmosphere. The problem with it being Richmond is every man and his dog will farm those tickets off to those true Richmond supporters, and it will be a a seventy percent Richmond crowd, whether we yeah. like it or not. And I, you know what, I, I'm completely at ease with it. I'm not too stressed. That grand finals are always going to be played at the MCG. So it's just my, part my, of it. My biggest um, issue here is if we lose, I don't know if I can keep a straight face when the Tiger Land song comes to. Oh, it's such it's a, a good, good song. I normally oh, get I normally yeah, I normally get jiggy with it, but not this time. I, I don't want to smile, and I, I'm 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 going to be in tears, but I just don't want the temptation to. If you smile, yeah, you I'm don't like, care. Yeah, you no, don't care. Like, and another thing you don't care about, Lewis, is injury report. Okay, because for the last twelve to eighteen months, you balls that thing up. Yeah, yeah. I even, I'm not even going to give Crap it. Crap, you probably don't even know who's in or out for the most important game coming up. But no. let's see what you can do. Cue the music, Jack. Thank you. Obviously, Mitch McGovern. The name on everyone's lips. Will he be in? Won't he be in? I was worried you going to start with Cam ellis Yeoman. Yeah. Cam ellis Yeoman. Will he be in? No. <laughs> Gallucci. Will he be in? No, he won't. Ben Davis. Ben Dover. <laughs> um, Mitch McGovern. He won't. He may be in. I think he will be in. So I got an inside word. Second, second-hand knowledge, but from a physio source, saying that he's a very good chance to play. That he's he's training at critical speed and length and kick is back, which is the important part. Um, so 
There you go. Good Stu's, to be Stu has just signed Andy Otten's death warrant. So, yeah, well. there you go. We had no injuries reported from the game on Friday night, though I did see Lynch hobble off in the hands of the trainers for a bit before coming back on, so you'd assume there's nothing in that. We did have rumours of Hugh Greenwood before the game, that he may not be fit, he may be fit, and despite having a quiet game, Pikey said there was nothing in it. And there was he played less than 60% time on ground, none in the last quarter. Didn't seem to get a ton of the ball. No, no, no. Myself and Lewis, we listened to the press conference because he, he came back in the car with me. We and did. that's what we always do after the footy. We listen to the press we swung conference. Windy Point had a, had a bit of a laugh and chuckle. Listen yep. to some presses. Yep. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Um, and uh, Pike has clearly said no issue with Greenwood. Yeah. So there Don you go. Pike also said last week like that the, uh, an- the national anthem standoff was not planned in any way, shape or form. So <laughs> I, I'm not sure if we can trust the word he said. Coincidental. <laughs> Yeah, and then they just backed it up the week after. Nice. Just oh, did what I felt like doing. What are the odds, eh? Yeah. What are the stuff. odds? Um, what are the odds for the game coming up? Does anyone know? What are we paying? I think we're paying about a dollar seventy. Yeah, but floating between dollar seventy and dollar eighty at this time, and then Tigers around two ten, two fifteen, which yeah, okay. which is great money on the crows. Yeah. This is yeah. the only time we've talked about betting in the injury report. No, that's just know. that's just interesting. Just it's pointing because, it out. It's because it's an illness, Neil Dog. It can be addictive. Ooh. Yep. So, if you have issues. Very good point. That's the interim. Um, on the flip side, Richmond's injury list looks remarkably sparse as far as uh, their actual entire list. During the game yesterday, though, they did have key defender David Asprey and Kane Lambert going to the rooms at quarter time, but both returned to the field. So, nothing to really report from them. Was there a slight issue with Brandon Ellis at some point? Well, he, did he, he go got, off with a sore forearm or something like saw, that? Sore forearm from taking someone's head off, but... Yeah, he there was that. Well, was but, he is he in trouble? Is he? Um, well, he uh, uh, cleaned up Whitfield. Oh, yeah, Whitfield. At yeah. one point, um, it doesn't look great, but Whitfield did pop straight back up. So I reckon that will get looked at. There's um, going to be a few of them, isn't there? Because Cochin as well. The scenario is bobbing about. There is Cochin as well, but I thought maybe we'd just but, just. but we're not without blame either, are we? We've got the 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 possible grey area of the Sloan. Oh, we need to clear this up. There's only one. How way do to we sort do this out? If only there was an arbitrary. Oh, here we go. You are about to enter the court of Judge Special The people are real. The cases are real. The rulings are fine. This is his courtroom. Judge Jack. I'd just like to point out that while that intro was going on, T-Bone and Lewis were sort of saying some things, which is fine. Neil Dog put his hand up to try and get everyone to be silent so everyone could listen to, to the him intro. and him just saying his own little stuff. But listen, I mean, listen. if there's ever a ruling that needs to be handed down, Judge Jack's the man to do the job. Mm. I guess the first the first name on the docket is the the big one, Trent Cochin, lowering his shoulder to get low. But you know, Dylan Shields' head was there. Did he go past the ball? He potentially have. So Look, th- we're not sitting here saying that this is definitely. A one-week suspension. I am. You know you're saying this? But I'm not Judge Jack, am no. I? I just did the voiceover for you Judge do. Jack very well. <laughs> Which is easy to get confused. Um, <laughs> um, but certainly a fine is a, a genuine possibility. Yeah. It should be. If we're looking at the different incidents and various happenings of the year, There's the a couple precedent of- set is it is certainly a fine. And with Cochin having three, surely he's done. So the key part of it, Eric, for me is is that when I initially saw it, I was like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's fine. I thought maybe he just braced himself and, co- and uh, Shill runs into him. But then when you watch it a bit closer, he actually he deviates from off the line of the ball, braces himself, and then collects Shill. So, 
and I mean, if Shield had just gotten straight up, nothing happened, it would have been fine. But he he um, he stayed on for a little bit extra, but he's had delayed concussion from most likely from that incident. It's fair. It's um, fair to although say. he did get hit later on by was it Nan Curvis or someone else, um, but he did cop another bit of a knock. But uh, it's a f- yeah, it's not looking great for Cochin. Having said that, he'll play. <laughs> In my well, you, opinion, you've, you, I didn't know you were Judge Jack. Oh, it's my. It's, it's my, fair my to opinion. say though, had it been home and away season, he'd be he'd be done with at least a fine, if not a week. Yep, and that's the ridiculous thing to it. We all know that if you choose to bump, and the result is a concussion, and that person misses out a game, um, they they take their head very seriously, and and you go. Yeah, just I, watch the AFL grease this wheel, and Trent Cotchin will be playing. Absolutely, he will. For me, it's just a decision as to whether it was a bump or whether he was going for the ball or not. If and they he, if they say he was going for the ball, then it'll get thrown out, and he'll play. Um, if they say that it was a bump, then it'll be high contact because he was knocked out. It'll be medium impact which means he'll get a week regardless of his fines anyway. So for me, it'll be one of those two. Um, it probably should be a week suspension, but I think that we all know that the AFL will keep Trent Conchin in the game. And personally, I don't have a huge the issue with that. media. Well, what's going to happen all is... all over it. They are going to push and push for him to be off. No, what's going to happen what is... What's going to happen? So before the game, they were still claiming that it was going to be a toss of the coin for the, for the jersey. What they've done is as soon as the game's finished, they've said, Crows can wear their jersey, Rich and Moyne. And that's just greasing the wheel there to let them slide through with these suspensions to just be pushed to one side. Yeah, not not a bad point. All right, we've heard the t- the uh, you know both sides of the argument here. What is the ruling? Trent Cochin. Wow, wow, Judge Judge Trent Cochin is safe. Oh, there we Be- go. And not because he deserves okay. to be. Oh, Trent that's Teddy Cochin. You're the sort of judge. That's <laughs> not. You know, and don't bother listening to any media. This is where the truth is, okay? This is exactly what's going to happen. What you hear on this podcast is what will happen. I mean, potentially one of the lowest end medias going around. This is media, but it is low end media. But bang, we're on. Okay, what's the the next name of the doc it was? In fact, Brandon Ellis, was it not? Yeah, the Brandon Ellis one was interesting because he was, he had run, he wasn't going near the ball, he was going for the player. Um, and did collect him high, but the fact that Whitfield got straight up. So in, in isolation, it looks like a worse incident, um, and probably is a worse incident. Uh, once again, home away season, they would probably uh, give him a fine at the very least, um, and they probably still will give him a fine, I think, but they'd probably give him a week during the season, I would suggest. But the fact that Whitfield just got straight up means... Yeah, that's it for me. I think that... He bumped him, it was head high, but because he popped straight back up, it'll be low impact and he'll just get a fine. Uh, Brendan, uh, Brandon Ellis. Uh, Are you joking? Judge Jack. <laughs> oh, he's gone. Change, change his name to Judge Drunk. He cannot, <laughs> he cannot string That's two words together. Brandon Stark is gone. <laughs> Me and Jack have been having um, like elocution lessons. Yeah, yeah. lessons together. So Stu, you've, <laughs> you've taught him everything you know. Yeah, exactly um, right. And the last one I guess we need to quickly touch on, Rory Sloan. Oh, easily. With a big hit on Dangerfield. Oh, I don't think... He's any case to answer for. Anyone agree or disagree with disagree. that statement? Four weeks, I reckon. They'll, yeah. they'll try and yeah, give him. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll be like a one for one hostages. All right, we let Sloney go, so we have to let Trent Cotchin go. Mm, yeah. uh, but well, well, Tex has been floating around as well. He did get a bit of a higher elbow mm. um, in one of his contests that, that I saw in the papers this morning. Yeah, he's probably got three. <laughs> Was that into Andrew Mackey? I think that was the one. Um, no, that's surely the Roy Sloan one will get thrown out. Yep. There was nothing in that. Thoughts, Judge Jack? Uh, Bruce Wayne. 
That's <laughs> good, Bruce Wayne. All right. Took me a while to connect the dots, but I'm, I'm there. <laughs> I'm finally arrived. Um, okay. So we don't reckon there's any going to be no fallout. The sad part is, by the time most people listen to this, the, desi- the results probably already decided. So that was a week fat. The waste sad of time. part, and Rich. you let let me know if I'm hanging on to something. Yeah. But um, last last year, Roy Sloan got that ridiculous suspension. Yeah. We we lost that game that cost us a top four spot, and that was a big deal. Yep. This Trent Cotcher thing is a big deal, and and no, it sucks. But the AFL's bought this on themselves that so they're going to suspend people for ridiculous things like that, and it just continues throughout the final series. Mine is it was a football contest. Yep. So it's absolutely ridiculous. This is the AFL's fault, and this is how we're going to end it, by suspending Trent Cotchin and then going, this whole thing is bullshit, we're not going to do it again. That's what that's what should happen. Yeah, but they right. won't, mate. They won't, won't, they won't, because, yeah, like, everyone fucking loves Richmond at the moment, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Let's have, should we have a little talk about the game? Now? Probably. Maybe the game we're, we're playing up. the grand final, so... Oh, yeah. That is exciting. Slipped my mind. Yep. Um... Playing, who, are we, who are we playing, Stu? Um, the is it the Richmond Tigers? That's the one, mate. That's the one. Punt Road Zone. Ah, uh, look, they they did the Giants over. I don't have the score in front of me. Anyone got By it? forty points or yeah, so. Something yeah. like that doesn't matter. Giants um, stopped. They did stop. Yep. They did stop. Doesn't help when Jonathan Patton doesn't have a set shot on the siren and decides to handball over the top yeah. to someone free. Yeah. Cost them. But um, Tigers, they're a pressure game. They're playing a lot of high, high intensity. Forward line, you've got Jack Rewald, and you've got maybe Townsend buzzing around as a medium tall, and then you've got Josh Caddy somehow playing as the third tall, and the rest are these Mosquito Fleet types. Butler, you know, Castagna, Rioli, Edwards will float down there. Yep. So, all a lot of, them. A lot of smalls who are just creating suffocating pressure, yep. scintillating um, turnover footy. And they're bobbing up and kicking a lot of cheap goals on the back of just working harder mm. than the opposition. How are we going to go? One big concern for me is your big th- big backline of ours: Talia, Hardigan, Lever, Kelly as well. You Kelly, you know, in. not not certainly not a tall, but certainly not a small. Uh, how, what are the matchups going to look like, Neil Doc? I think yeah, you're going to be in trouble if Talia plays on one of the smaller players. I yeah. think he just goes to Rewalt. Um, and even think if they did have a taller forward line, you'd put Talia on Rewild anyway. So that one's sorted. Hardigan, you think, is the guy that goes to Dusty if Dusty goes forward. Yeah. Um, if Dusty's not forward, then Hardigan's probably looking at a Townsend, though Townsend will probably try and do a forward tag on one of the runners. That that has happened from time to time. Um, the other one down there is Caddy, so maybe Lever's going to play on Caddy. I actually think Lever's got a really important role here. Um, he's going to be quite tall down there, so he's going to have to take marks and offer rebounds and his speed you know he isn't he isn't slow lever um so him being able to take those marks and also use his run is going to be vital to success um and then he's going to fuck off <laughs> potentially yeah. yeah yeah um i think a, a key part of the game and a place where we can really exploit them is in the ruck um i think jacobs is just a much better ruckman than um Nan than Curvis. Nan yeah um and he's a big game player. Jacob steps yeah. up in these kind of games, showdowns. He always he always steps up, um, and he's he's had a really good final series so far. Um, he was pretty close to my votes, even just on Friday night. Um, he'll work Nankervis, and they don't have a second ruckman. They'll have who will they have gone second ruck in? I can't remember the name. Was a uh, Grig or Ed? Yeah, they'll they'll yeah, just someone plot. like that. Even if they go, if it's then their um, back 50, like Asprey sometimes goes for it, you know, yeah. so yeah. And so the thing, Source will float forward and he'll take those contested marks and he'll he'll 
beat Nan Curvis. He's a better player than he is, and I think that's something we can really exploit. So hopefully Sauce then, Stu, gives our midfield some good service. That's a big matchup mm. for us as well, obviously. Uh, the, the Tigers have got a pretty decent midfield. Koch and Prestia, Grig running through there as well. Um, obviously, Dustin Martin spending a fair bit of time in there also. Um, head to head, we've got our boys that we've talked about earlier. One of the big, one of the most pivotal matchups of the day out, Neil Dog. How do you see it going? I think we've got a better midfield. Yeah. Um, they're, they're certainly, as you said, pretty good. Obviously, their top end's fantastic. Cochin, who we think will play He'll with play. Martin. Yeah. Um, and then Presti has been a really good pickup for them. Mm. I think it drops off a little bit there. Um, I don't think there's much else. I think Grig's, Grig's pretty serviceable. Um, but other than that... Kane Lambert pushes through the midfield at Yeah, times. it's their bottom five players yeah. that I think makes a difference. So if you look at someone like a... And some of these players are going to run through the midfield as well. Like a Castagna will run through there. Um, Jack Graham, who's I think it's only his fourth game. Yeah, the SA right. boy who played well at the champs, but wasn't really highly rated during the draft period. And Richmond got him sort of late forties, yeah. early fifties in the draft, and I didn't expect him to make an impact at all. And he's yeah. playing a grand final in five games. A pretty big effort by the young boy. Mac- but he he spends a little bit of time through there yeah. as well. Macintosh Mac- and Lambert, they'll all run through there. And look, they're they're serviceable players. And Lambert's had a pretty good year. Um, I think he has anyway. Um, so, but I, I just think we're just we're collectively just stronger. We're more organised. I think we have a better game style, a better game style that suits finals. Yeah, and I think that we play a reasonably similar way to Richmond. Yeah. Um, and they will pressure us, and it will be hot early. Yeah. But I just think that across the board, we're just a little bit classier than they are. Um, we've got some more talent across the ground. Yeah. Um, and over the length of four quarters. Uh, you'd expect to see us run yeah. over the top of them. And when we played them in round six, that's what happened. They actually pressured us really early and they were on top in that first quarter. Yeah. And then once we got momentum and we were organised and we were able to play a possession game, that they, they were lost. Now the crucial matchup is going to be Rance and what they do with him. Now there's a couple of options. I actually think the way that we set up as a forward, in a, as a forward line um, will negate some of his impact because... Someone's after going to go with Lynch. Someone we spread them really well. We spread their defence really well. So Lynch and Tex will go quite high. Jenkins will be back. Otten or McGovern will be quite deep as well. Um, as long as Rance goes with one of those guys, and I think he has to, yeah, we'll we'll be right. Now, if he doesn't, if they're smart and they keep Rance free, then an Otten, probably Otten, is going to have to go with him and nearly tag him. I remember watching a game Richmond and Port, and I think it was Trengove essentially tagged. Rants for the first half and negated his impact completely. Yeah, um, got real frustrated. As yeah, well. got real frustrated. So you're gonna have to either spread out, spread our attack, which means he has to go with someone and make him for, uh, force him to defend a one on one, or someone's gonna have to tag yeah. him. Which- and, I, and I'm actually not concerned about the three tolls up for. I actually think we can win that um, because if you think about it, obviously Asprey and Rants, you yep. make Rants play on someone. The next tall guy is Grimes, mm. yep. right? And so, you know, an Otten on Grimes, Otten's got the height there and the marking ability over, over a Grimes. Yep. So I just don't think that Rance likes playing one-on-one no. football. No. Um, and I think in round six, correct me if I'm wrong, but I reckon that Walker had a big day out then. Yeah. Um, and I remember thinking, Rance is supposed to be the best fullback in the game mm. and he, he didn't go anywhere near Tex. Um, and the thing, and sorry, just on top of that as well, everyone was talking about this small forward line that the Giants got against West Coast was 
you know, going to save them, right? Because they'd lost um, Cameron and Lob had to go on the ruck, right? But what that just meant is that it meant they just didn't have many options. We have so many more options than GWS do. They had Patton and Toby Green, really, and a couple other guys. Whereas we've got six legitimate f- goal-kicking options down there, which is going to stretch their defence so much more. Yeah. So, so Rance starts running off. Whoever's playing on him has got to keep him accountable. Yep, that's what's that's going to happen. Because I think Asprey does that more shutdown job. I won't be surprised if he's on Walker mm. for, for most of the game. Um, so, yeah, I think the point of keeping Rance accountable is really important. I don't think that slightly concerns me. Is that form of the G lately hasn't been great. When We, we got over an uninspiring Hawthorne team early in the year. Only win by two or three goals against the Blues and a tie against the Pies. None of those... Second half against the Pies was good. Yeah, but, you know not sparkling opposition against three teams that hadn't even made the finals. Yeah, but Hawks the, had their moments where they were pretty good this year. Yeah, they, they but certainly not games. to start when no. we beat them. <laughs> no. um, obviously, that, that, that's something that plays on your mind. The Tigers, home ground, they yeah. played most of their games there. They're well drilled. They just had a prelim in front of a raucous crowd. We're on the back foot slightly there. We need to adapt and make sure that we you know, get the job done in regards to playing as well as we can. Yeah, and then obviously just how well the players deal with the pressure. Mm. Um, I mean, I guess the benefit is that none of the Richmond guys have played in a grand final before either. Yeah. Um, I've got a good stats amazing. This is the second time in history that no player on the field ha- would have played in a grand final before. And the first time that ever happened was 1898. Wow. Was that the yeah. first game of AFL football? Yep. Well, go. first grand final. Of, yeah, that's right. Oh, really? yeah. Wow. Well, well, stats are amazing, Stu. So well played by you, my friend. No worries. Lewis, um, you've been quiet on, on this game. What's a key stat or key matchup or something you're... <laughs> key stat, New Dog. This will be good. What are you worried about? We bloody raped them by 76 points last time. So it shows we know how to fuck them when we need to. So <laughs> not concerned really at all. <laughs> I love that. Look at it shooting from the hip. <laughs> yeah. He looks a little scorn that you even asked him and he's yeah. come out firing. Also, man. stats amazing. Stephen Morris played his first game for the year with eight disposals. He may skate into a grand final... Birth without actually having played another game all year. Doing well. That's a stat for him. There, there you go. There's talk of Lloyd coming in, actually. Sorry. Why might Stephen Morris play? Well, he played like, yesterday. So unless he gets omitted, gets himself a gig. Did he not? He's in the stats. Morris didn't play, mate. Oh, oh man. Play. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no. Why is he showing in these stats, though? What, what, what are you looking at? Stats. Are you looking at the stats of the last time we played? Players. Richmond? He's just showing here. Are you looking at the last time we played Richmond? Look, he That's your problem. He, he You're looking at the last time we played Richmond, you dickhead. When did he play? You're an absolute <laughs> moron. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Someone didn't watch the game. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Wow. Just, it's time for another T-Bones top five. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty more content. Just padding the coffers. Yeah, that's right. uh, cool. Oh, All right. I mean, is there anything else that we want to talk about or do we just want to get straight into some tips? I think we should go around. I want to keep talking about Stephen Morris. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <not funny. laughs> I'm going to chuck some money on him for Norm Smith. Don't v- VFL have got a, uh, the grand final? They're in the whatever their team is, Coburg or whatever it is, they're in the grand final. Are they? I don't know. Oh, anyway. why, why is that a talking point? Oh, because Steve Morris will probably be playing in it. Anyway. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's actually not a bad link. It's not bad at all, Stu. I did Thanks, enjoy mate. seeing the despondent Port Adelaide faithful this afternoon. Adelaide oh. Oval as the Double Blues got up by one point. One Chad Corns particularly salty with his big sausage lips pursed together post-game. <laughs> Very unhappy with the result. And why wouldn't he be? can't believe how well this football year is <laughs> coming really together. Out well. and, and like I said at the beginning of the year... If this, if the Crows win the grand final, then this goes back to the women's league, mm-hmm. uh, and the Crows women's team lifting the curse. Yep. So I will stand by that. I will go to every Crows women's game that's, next season. Wow. That's in Adelaide. 
Of course. I'm not travelling. Let's <laughs> <laughs> make that, that very clear. <laughs> um, but I will go and sit there and, and pay my... Uh, juice. Not really respect, is it? But hey, no, juice. no, they haven't <laughs> um, died. They haven't not. died. Yeah, to the to the women's team if that happens next. Yeah, weekend. well, it's good. It's very good. Um, well, I hope we win. I really hope we win. <laughs> oh, look, <laughs> that what? should that shouldn't be your driving force. <laughs> Luckily, it for should you, be Rose. just a, a happy byproduct of the uh, the, se- the winning uh, season. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm excited about Richard going every game and and Stephen Morris playing as well. The yeah, I oh, see what's happened to you. It shows the entire <laughs> team stats on the preview. <laughs> It's always someone else's fault, though, isn't it's it? Not. Spin this, on. It's my fault. Uh, oh, oh, hear that? That that is that oh, is that, one. that is a that moment. That is a moment. Bite. It's my fault that the AFL app is so <laughs> hard to navigate. <laughs> all right, let's do some tips. We'll get a Norm Smith prediction as well. T Bone. Oh wow! I mean, I haven't really thought about it. I think we'll win, which is exciting. Very. Um, Norm Smith's fight? never who you think it's going to be. It's always some little. But I'm asking you who yeah. you think it's going to be, okay. so, which is tricky. I I didn't hate I didn't hate PJ's comment earlier, dialing in from Sweden. Rory Laird mm. is just uncasing a little bit of form, and yeah. I think he will rack and stack. And his intercept marking is a big deal. Nice one, Richo. How much are we going to win by? Um, we'll win by twenty three points. I I. Have a similar thought process. I think we'll win by uh, about twenty-seven points. Um, be tight early, and then second half um, relatively comfortable. And I think the rat might roll out of there <laughs> yes. with, with a norm. norm Smith round. Is that happening? Any, any any ideas what the rat is playing for a norm? I'll dig it up. All right, we'll come That's back good. to you, Stuart. Well, I was thinking beforehand twenty-five. We're going to win by twenty-five points. So there's a bit of you know. We're all around Synergy. the same mark. I'm going Sam Jacobs for Norm Smith. Good idea, Stu. I like that. Mm. New Doc. Good call from PJ. I do like Rory Laird, but, but I will be. <laughs> actually, can I say, PJ's actually jumped on Zimbabwe cricket in recent times. He has. It's a mock you. Yeah, I think no, I think it's genuine. I no, think he's genuinely he interested. he was mocking you for posting yet another comment on a Zimbabwean Facebook page, but move on. What he said was right, and it was very true. Uh, look, I... Other than Rory Laird playing really well, I've just got this sneaky feeling that Tom Lynch is going to be Norm Smith. Ooh, Jack yeah, likes it. Jack he's, likes he's it. Pointing and at he has dog. been Judge Jack, which I did the voiceover for. But uh, <laughs> did, I, did I mention that? Um, so there we go. That just shows. I think we'll win by 16 points. We'll be up 25 points in the, in the last quarter, but I'll get one back late. So 16 points we'll win by. Lewis? High end of the 20s, 29, I think, for the winning margin. I think Richo's in the right vein with the kind of smoky kind of player that would win it, but I think it's Hugh Greenwood who's going to take it out Ooh. with a, with a big beast game more. through the middle. Can just I just say, I, I was watching Footy SA, the one with Rowie and Kane Corns today, and Rowie was saying it's a strong possibility that Cole Cheney's going to come in this week. For who? I'm not quite sure. Oh. He said he's certainly in the mix. He said Miller, you know, okay, sure, can accept maybe. And Cheney. Anyway, just how much is Cheney for the Norm Smith? I don't think I don't think there's an option. Probably Boost not. it, put a dollar on it. Yeah, there's certainly not. Um, no, Hugh Greenwood's paying 101. Uh, the Rat is paying 51, and Tom Lynch is paying 17. Source. Uh, Rory Laird's paying 14, and Sam Jacobs is paying 21. Yeah, right. Gee, I reckon Jack, Source what, is good money. What do we get, Jack? I'm actually going to put a sneaky tenner on Lynch. Good, good stuff. And uh, definitely the Crows for a win. 
and I can see them just running away with it, hopefully, by 46 points. Yes, Ooh. Jack. Good. Convincing win. Like you know what? Jack, Jack's prediction prob- wouldn't be out of place in this final series, really, would it? Well, that's right. No, you're right. Yeah. But uh, very exciting predictions from us. Obviously, I think, think it's going to be a very exciting and prop- uh, profitable day for us. And the most exciting part of it, if we do win... Hello, sausage, snack packs. So, well, that too. Hello, so, snack sausage packs. fest at New Dog's house. DJ Bravo remix. Yeah. The whole thing. Yes, yeah, plenty looking, of options. You're, you're all invited. To, you'll get to hear our sorry voices at least one more time. Yeah, you will. Um, yeah, you're all you're all welcome to attend. Uh, but uh, I have nowhere to watch the football this weekend. So any listener that wants to invite me, just send me a little invite. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> New Dog has a habit of making himself completely at home. So just. Watch out! Um, right. And if anyone can hears of a grand final ticket just lying around, and that's more too. than more than happy to flick one my way. Thank you very much. Very nice. There we go. We're going to a grand final. Oh my oh god! My god. Oh, 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 oh. Sounds like you're going through puberty. Suck. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, my eyebrows grow back sometime soon. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't if it wasn't for the um, the double header phone call. It might be a worst episode ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the confusion of the phone call is the only thing that saved us. Yeah, We're knackered. So, stuff is all gee, Saturday afternoon. Can't bloody wait. Neither should you. It's going to be a big day if we take this out, boys. Fire up. Richo, Stu, Mule Dog, Lewis and Jack. Go you crows. We're out. <laughs>